Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, December 26, 2023. Welcome back to reality. The final Tuesday of the year as we have come full circle. Today is the 360th day of the year. A Tuesday that feels like a Monday for many of us. Many others are still traveling, making their way back from their Christmas celebration. If that's you, weather is also a still, uh, still a factor in travel in many areas of the country. December the 26th is National Candy Cane Day, which obviously makes sense. If you haven't been paying attention, the variety and the flavors of candy canes has gone a long way from the original peppermint flavor to cherry and chocolate all the way to food flavors now, like pickle and bacon candy canes. You may have experienced some of this uh, over the last week or two. And today is the day to enjoy those candy canes. Today is also the first day of Kwanzaa, and it's Boxing Day in the UK. A big, big day over there. Over here, POTUS and FLOTUS are back at the White House after spending Christmas at Camp David. The White House says President Biden is working the phones with some congressional leaders on that funding deal for the border, Ukraine, and Israel after it was put on hold last week. The big news is the U.S. military carrying out strikes on Iranian-backed militia groups in Iraq early today, Monday morning, basically overnight. The strikes were confirmed in a release by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who said it was in response to a drone attack by the group on an air base that injured three U.S. service members. As you likely know, military bases throughout the region that house U.S. troops have been under attack in the past several weeks by Iranian-backed militia due to our support for Israel in the war against Hamas. When I say our support, obviously, the United States' support of Israel in the war against Hamas, you know, backed by Iran. Somebody really needs to start keeping track of how many casualties the United States has suffered in these attacks on troops. Because, as I said, this has been going on for several weeks now. And there have been, uh, what, three, three service members injured in this attack, but two here, one there. We need to know how many service members in all now have been injured or will be injured if these attacks continue. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, or at least his home, was also in the news yesterday. And Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Todd Starnes in for Carl Higby. We begin with breaking news at this hour. Dozens of pro-Palestinian demonstrators converged on the homes of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan this morning. The rampaging mob said it would not be Christmas as usual unless there is a ceasefire in Israel. Both men were called war criminals. Now, it's unclear if either of the Biden officials were actually at home today. Police did not make any arrest, and we will follow this story and provide more information as details warrant. But first, the war on Christmas. That's our starting point tonight. I want to show you the official Christmas message from the White House. That's it, folks. A sort of dinky, artsy Christmas tree. No mention at all on any of the presidential platforms about the true meaning of Christmas, which is a bit odd, seeing how President Biden says he is a devout Catholic. It's something even President Trump picked up on. When Joe Biden lit the national Christmas tree earlier this month, he completely failed to even mention the birth of Jesus Christ, which is hard to do if you're celebrating Christmas, right? He didn't mention Jesus Christ. And his remarks, not for three years he hasn't mentioned that. 
and barely mentioned God. Yeah, it's um, a little weird, right? But under the Biden administration, we have seen a disturbing uptick in the number of attacks on Christmas. This year, pro-Palestinian mobs have disrupted celebrations across the nation. From tree lighting ceremonies in New York City and Seattle, just last night, protesters caused significant damage to the Christmas tree in Union Square in San Francisco. Elsewhere, the public library in Coronado, California, refused to let parents host a Christmas-themed story time for children. The library posted this message on Facebook, quote, the library as a government agency does not do, nor is it allowed to do, religious programming. Well, that's nonsense. Bus drivers in Pennsylvania were told not to wear Christmas sweaters this year, and a high school in Oregon was forced to apologize for decorating a Christmas tree. Unbelievable. But the first shot in the 2023 war on Christmas was fired in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. City employees were told they could no longer decorate their office spaces with nativity scenes or traditional colors like red and green. All decorations had to be secular and inclusive. The godless Grinches at City Hall recommended the staffers decorate with snowflakes. How ironic. Understand this. This is not just a war on Christmas. This is a direct assault on the very foundations of our great nation. A nation, by the way, whose every founding document is flavored with Judeo-Christian principles and precepts. President Trump is one of the few national leaders who actually understands that connection. He was ridiculed in 2016 when he promised voters that it would be okay to say Merry Christmas again. In essence, he was telling us to embrace the one thing that makes us the greatest nation on earth, that we are one nation under God. That's Tard Starnes, who you can catch every day now on N2, Newsmax 2. The official White House message that he mentioned simply said, Merry Christmas from the Biden-Harris administration, with a little cartoon-looking Christmas tree. I guess they figured they would keep it simple after all the blowback over that video release of the dance group inside the White House last week, which you probably discussed with your family members or friends yesterday or over the weekend. Rob Schmidt was also working to bring you the news on Christmas. All right, welcome to Rob Schmidt tonight on this Christmas evening. A Merry Christmas to you, a very busy Christmas season politically. A lot of news right now. But before we get into all of that, we're going to have a lot of big stories tonight here on this live show. But first, we have a message from former President Trump on this very special day. Take a look. Melania and I would like to wish everyone a happy, joyous, and wonderful Christmas season. In this holy time of year, Christians everywhere give thanks that over 2,000 years ago, God sent his only son into the world to be the savior of all mankind. The birth of Jesus Christ is the true miracle we celebrate each Christmas. He is the ultimate source of our joy, our hope, and our sense of peace and goodwill as we gather with family and loved ones. It is such a great time of the year. This is why we can never stop saying that beautiful phrase, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Former President Trump enjoying Christmas with his family while holding a massive lead over Republican challengers for the 2024 nomination and currently leading most polling for the presidency itself. Trump is the favorite to win the election next year, according to Vegas oddsmakers even, using a historically much more accurate determination where people are putting their hard-earned money. 
Standing in Trump's way in 2024 is the entire machine that he is attempting to dismantle, an operation being coordinated from Washington that's operating in several different states, including now Colorado, where the state Supreme Court just kicked Trump off the ballot as the Democrat Party barrels toward authoritarianism, embracing it, using Trump's brash, unconventional brand of populism as an excuse to do what they've always wanted to do, to do what governments desire most, dismantle the freedom of its people, take away the options. One of the most duplicitous liars for this regime is Jamie Raskin, who says the Supreme Court must uphold the Colorado decision and remove Trump to, of course, save democracy. This is a chance for these justices to show that they really mean it when they talk about textualism, when they talk about originalism. The plain text of the Constitution could not be any clearer. If Donald Trump is not disqualified from holding office again after what he did on January 6th and the weeks leading up to it, then who is disqualified? Why would they read an entire provision out of the Constitution? So this is their opportunity to behave like real Supreme Court justices. These people are frauds, and you know that. For seven years, the whole of American government has been working to subvert, eliminate, destroy Donald Trump any way possible because Trump identified the gravest threat to this free country, our own government, a government that has overgrown and mutated, as governments always do, into a freedom-killing machine. They want control. That's why people like Trump must be stopped by any means necessary. That's why he must be so vilified. That's Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight, moving on to President Biden. Despite a mountain of evidence, he is compromised in places like China and places like Ukraine. You'd think that would matter a little more, wouldn't you? But no, for some reason, nobody cares about that right now. Isn't that so strange? Compromised by a massive influence peddling scheme. One of the biggest corruption scandals we can recall on record ever makes Watergate look like nothing. And yet he's so protected. The machine protects him. Rob also spoke with Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee, about the Biden bribery investigation. It's so clear. And yet and, and yet we have all of, you know, the, the whole of the establishment press has ignored all this. Um, yep. And every Democrat in Congress is acting like this isn't real. What, what's it like to fight a fight where it doesn't matter what you come back with? You just there's no there's, there's just no. There's no ability for them to even acknowledge reality. I mean, it's hard to believe what I've witnessed over the last nine months with the press corps. Uh, right. We bring forth new evidence almost on a weekly basis, and it's damning evidence. I mean, that $200,000 came from influence peddling. And the fact that they're trying to say it was a loan, but they don't have any documentation or a check to prove it. If you paid me back, Rob, $200,000, then I should have a check to you for $200,000 at some point before you pay me back. Every American understands this. And the media thinks they can keep printing no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, and people are going to believe it. But 70% of the people realize that this stinks to high heaven, and they appreciate the fact that somebody's investigating that and that somebody's the House Oversight Committee. And, and you know what? And, and the, the truth is, is that the in order to help keep this man in power, they are selling out decades of credibility. I mean, decades. I mean, these, these establishments have been around for a long time in this country, whether they're TV or print, and they have been building that credi credibility for decades. And to see them doing this in this moment, to me, as somebody that actually went to journalism school 20 years ago, 
It, it's just it's that's why I keep talking about it, because I can't really believe that it's happening. I can't believe that all of these massive media companies that are owned by these massive corporations have been handed a mandate that they just cannot talk about this explosive story and, and this real evidence. Again, that's Rob Schmidt tonight. And on America Right Now, Missouri Rep Eric Burleson spoke about the Biden bribery investigation as well. It shouldn't take an act of Congress to raise attention to the Department of Justice and to the FBI uh, about their about their need to actually follow the law and treat Hunter Biden the way that they do every other American citizen. He has his entire life had special treatment, uh, but he's not going to get special treatment when it comes to the members of Congress. And so he is trying to defy that subpoena for a deposition hearing. He wants to he wants to ignore that and go straight to a public hearing. He knows the kind of circus that that will create and and we're not going to let him have it. So when he had that press conference, he was right across the street. And my staff and I, we we actually tried to run across the street to confront him and remind him that the Rayburn building is is that way, Mm. Hunter. But he that his press conference was so quick. And he was on the Senate side of the building um, so that he could get into his vehicles and get out of there as fast as possible. And why is he opting to to testify publicly to grandstand versus doing it behind closed doors where he would actually be, you know, questioned more in depth? And it's it's sad because the media is not accurately portraying all of this. And in fact, I saw some media outlets saying, well, look, he did show up. He was out there on on the steps of, of Capitol Hill. He did show up. Isn't that good enough for, for the Republicans? Well, first of all, he's he's violating the norm. And the norm is that each individual who's going to a public hearing first goes through a deposition. And in that deposition hearing, you're not being questioned by politicians. You're being questioned by attorneys, by prosecuting attorneys, by investigative attorneys who actually understand what, what questions to ask. Then members of the committee, like myself, will be able to read the deposition and then be able to ask intelligent questions in the public hearing. But he wants to skip that part. And I, if I were in his shoes, I would, too. I'd want to skip the part where you actually have to answer questions from prosecutors and and, uh, and investigative attorneys and go straight to the political theater. But that we're not going to let that happen. And now that we've passed the impeachment inquiry vote, Um, It gives Congress a footing and it gives Jamie Comer a footing to be able to require Hunter appear for a deposition. Mm. And of course, Joe Biden, he continues to deny any involvement and many Democrats are standing with him. You saw California Congressman Eric Swalwell right there behind Hunter. Take a listen to what he said. It's just perverse to me that Republicans are weaponizing his addiction because they've never accepted his father, Joe Biden, uh, as president. And he made it clear there's no dot to connect between his own personal issues with finances, and uh, then-Vice President uh, Joe Biden. No dot to connect. Weaponization of his addiction. Once again, Hunter is the victim here. At the end of the day, this is obviously all about Joe Biden. So clearly, we're just trying to get to the bottom of why all of our foreign adversaries were paying Hunter Biden millions upon millions of dollars when he admits that the best thing he could do was smoke crack and and hook up with hookers. I mean, it just really defies any kind of common sense that people can go out there and say that there's absolutely no link between Hunter and Joe.
That's host Lydia Serrani with Missouri Congressman Eric Burleson on this weekend's edition of America Right Now. And Newsmax's Bianca De La Garza traveled to Iowa to sit down with Governor Ron DeSantis and Florida's First Lady Casey DeSantis to talk about Christmas on the campaign trail. I mean, if you think like we brought the kids along a lot just because we just want to spend time with them, but they've been they've been very well behaved. Um, you know, they come out. Sometimes we'll put them on the spot. We'll be on the stage. We'll get introduced as a family and we'll ask, you know, our three year old, do you want to say anything? And she'll say, God bless Iowa or something like that. Our, our five year old son, he knows football very well. I had him up on the stage in Sioux City the morning of the Michigan, Iowa Big Ten championship game. And I put him on the spot. I didn't talk choreograph this. I said, Mason, who's going to win Michigan versus Iowa? And as I'm putting the mic in front of him, I'm thinking to myself, this is a bunch of Iowa fans. If he says Michigan, he's going to get booed as a five-year-old. And he came through and he said Iowa and everyone started cheering. So, I, yeah, so we've had a lot of fun with I it. I think we're going to meet them in a little bit, maybe get to see some of that in action, obviously. And obviously you want to make this season special for them as well. Um, do you make New Year's resolutions? Have you made any? And, and what are they? Oh, I haven't even thought that far ahead yet to think about. I'm just still trying to get back to the Christmas present thing, right? To make sure we have everything under is, the tree. Is he going to cook? Is he a cook? He is a good cook. He has cooked. I don't think you're going to cook. I love cooking. I am not good at cooking, but I enjoy the process of doing it. And I like to have my little helpers in the kitchen with me. So uh, we're going to attempt to cook. You're, you know, your, you culinary, cook, your culinary changes when you have the kids. Before we had kids, I would yeah. do stuff on the grill all the time. Now that we have the kids, I mean, you know, we're doing chicken nuggets. They like we're doing macaroni That's and cheese. We become we become uh, connoisseurs. That. On that. One thing I've done well for the kids, they love the Waffle House waffles. And so, you know, you can get the mix, <laughs> do it up and then you have the little griddle, do it. They, they go crazy for that. So that's one of daddy's things he does for them. Oh, that's really <laughs> sweet. That's sweet. And uh, it is those moments, right, that it's kind of all about that. You mentioned, you know, a moment ago, Governor, that, you know, you, you give it to God and in God's hands. Um, and that's sort of, I think, you know, where a lot of folks, especially here in Iowa, that faith is so important to them. I wonder if you're looking at where things are now and have you thought about at this point, is it like, Jesus, take the wheel, we just give it to God. I mean, how much of this is it just your faith pushing you through the final months here? Yeah, look, I mean, I think that, that that's just who I am. Um, we've always just um, done the most to get the most out of my God-given ability, let the chips fall where they may. You know, I do think he has a plan. And particularly as we're in this this Christmas season, uh, so much of it's commercialized now, but, but, but he ultimately is the reason for the season. And that's something that's very important to our family. And it's important, uh, you know, with our kids to bring them up in that tradition. As someone who's been in the media and you used to be the one asking the questions. I'm a recovering anchor. Yes, yes, I know. Anchor rehab and <laughs> yes. reporter rehab. I've gone through that, too. So now you're on the other side. A lot of outlets asking you, asking your husband, you know, tough questions all over the board. What one thing is it that you believe the media has gotten wrong about your husband? Well, I don't want to give in to any of their narratives. But what I want them to know about Ron DeSantis is he is the real deal. When he says he's going to do something, he gets it done. He delivers on 100% of his promises. And I think we as Republicans, we are tired of losing. He showed in the state of Florida that you can win and you can win big. And when he won by that largest landslide in the history of the state of Florida, it wasn't just Republicans. It was independents and indeed Democrats. 
Democrats were coming on board to support him because of his leadership. And so I want people to know that. I want people to know that he's a good dad. I want people to know that he served in the United States military. He's the only one running who served in the military, the only one who deployed uh, to Iraq in 2007 and served in a war zone. And so I think these are really important things because I, I, I think people see they want a restoration of sanity. They want a restoration of family values. They want to win again, and they want to win on the issues that matter to them. And he has shown that he has already won on those issues in the state of Florida, and he can do so for the nation. Florida's First Lady Casey DeSantis talking up her husband with Bianca De La Garza on the DeSantis Christmas. And Bianca asked her about some of the criticism pointed at her directly. Casey, Ron told me earlier on the campaign bus that you're his best friend. And I know some folks have <laughs> used your relationship and say you're too insulated and, and tried to use it as a negative. What do you say to those folks? So the people who are criticizing us are the people who are saying that we what shouldn't be spending time with our family and our seven, five and three year olds. Like there is a, you know, folks who want to go up to Washington because they like the cocktail class circuit and they like to get, you know, friendly with the lobbying corps. And they criticized him for coming home in Washington when he was serving to come call his family or go back to his office so he could talk to us and talk to his family. And so, you know, I just reject that. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. We as a family, you know, and we talked about this earlier, your kids grow up so fast. We have seven, five, and three. Any Before plans for we more? Know, uh, <laughs> well, buckle your seatbelt. I think I'm good with seven, five, and three right now. I'm trying to, you know, get from point A to point so B. You're not trying. You're, you're trying to get to point, point A. Point 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 oh, point yeah, yeah, let point me on just that. make sure I clarify <laughs> that. Yes. Trying to get, a, you know, a seven, five, and a three-year-old out the door every day with hats and gloves and what have you is, is a challenge. But, oh, you make um, it look effortless. Well, thank you for that, because it's like a duck, I guess, under the water. You're paddling like heck, but above, everything is just fine. So at the moment, you're good, but not off the table to have another little one in the governor's house. It's all in God's hands. You never know what comes down the pike on that. But she's done a great job. Ron and Casey DeSantis on Newsmax with Bianca De La Garza, host of Newsline Monday through Friday at noon. So while there isn't much happening in Washington this week, many of your state representatives and senators will be making the rounds ahead of the new year. And presidential candidates like DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, even Donald Trump will continue hitting the campaign trail. I should say, even Chris Christie will continue hitting the campaign trail. His campaign, which was running on fumes from the beginning, is really running on fumes now. Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene said today that she was the victim of another swatting incident at her home in Georgia, which was confirmed by local police. You know, swatting is where some moron calls up 911 generally with some made-up crime to get police out to a certain location. In this case, the location was Green's house in Rome, Georgia. The police said a person made a call to the suicide hotline claiming that he had shot his girlfriend, gave Green's address, and was threatening to kill himself. Police contacted Green's local security about the call. Her security team decided that police did not need to respond, but this is not the first time that's happened to Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it's back to business today on Wall Street, where we hope the rally will continue. Some green numbers uh, starting off the day on Wall Street, at least. And be sure to keep up with all the news on Newsmax. It's available on most major cable systems, and be sure to get signed up 
for Newsmax Plus. Check out NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Get a free trial. Uh, it includes all of your favorite Newsmax shows. Rob Schmidt Tonight, The Balance with Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly Reports, Newsline with Bianca De La Garza, great analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Carrie Lake, and others. Again, NewsmaxPlus.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Hope you had a fantastic and safe Christmas. If you're traveling back, I hope that goes well for you. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.